Culture Cult podcast acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, on whose unceded lands this show was recorded and produced. We respectfully acknowledge their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. Culture Cult acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which SIN partner organisations stand. Sovereignty was never ceded. This land always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello and welcome to the Culture Cult podcast where we explore the Middle East and European regions, the amazing people and diaspora from these places and their greater contributions to arts and culture. I'm Bex and in our last episode we spoke with the lovely Nadine Lempty, a young, very talented woman who shared with us her love of writing, physiotherapy and interest in academic research. Nadine has certainly been keeping busy and you can hear all our episodes via your streaming platform of choice. Now we are so happy to be hosting our second interview whilst recording remotely. Speaking of isolation, how have you been keeping busy during this time? Maybe you've been baking, going for lots of walks, learning a new hobby, or maybe you've been so busy that the time has flown. We hope you're doing really well, but we do know a lot of us have been missing that social connection with our friends and family. We know that social media can prove to be a great social force. So today we meet Raida Helu, co-founder of Jarak Online, a very special platform that aims to keep us all connected by sharing our interests, hobbies and things that make us smile. Uh, Raida is also our first international guest. She joins us all the way from Lebanon while I'm in my bedroom DIY studio in Melbourne, Australia. I guess... Corona aside, do you want to tell us, you know, what what your life is usually like and what sort of things you enjoy and just a bit about you as a, as a person? Because um, our listeners, they haven't met you before. Yes, sure. Um, hello, listeners. And <laughs> um, um, my life before, um, it was like, um, uh, I studied architecture for six years. I graduated with a master's degree. Uh, I like arts in general, and I like people. Uh, so with architecture, what I discovered was that um, true, I like art, but I like seeing people in in places in architecture and arts in arts in general. So um, because I missed this point of people, I went to urban planning. I studied urban planning for two years, and I graduated uh, three months ago before the lockdown. So um, during urban planning also, I, um, I discovered the more things about people, how they live in the city, how they interact. And um, I, um, I like this dynamic between people and the city. So I, st- I like this in my studies. Um, what else? I I I I'm a collage, I'm a, I am a collage artist. I do artworks. Uh, I cut magazines and tell stories with them. Most of them I tell stories about people. <laughs> so also it's all around people. And um, I like to dance. I I'm a tango dancer currently. Um, I I like nature. I like um. I like people. I'm going to say people also. <laughs> so that's it. That's me in a bit. Yeah, uh, you, you've got a lot in common with 
uh, Maria and I because we both usually work in the city and it's, I don't know if we miss the physical place of the city, but we miss the interactions that come with it. So when you finish work, you might get to go and see a show or you might um, go and socialise or you might just go for a walk on your lunch break and you might see people you know. So there is always a strong um, connection with with the city and the city you, know, you, you grew up in or you have strong roots in. And also... We really like music and people and bringing together people through like dub key and folklore and Greek folk dancing as well. The diversity of uh, activities and of people, uh, you can be, uh, you, can, you can find a place for every mood that you feel like. If you, find, if you feel like going to the library or a car today, you can go. If you feel like um, going to chatting with someone, you can go to a pub. And you have an infinite of, of, of options to have, so it's nice. Um, I love life, but um, currently with what's happening now with the lockdown and the, the, the panic, uh, I discovered a new way of life. And it's nice. I, it took me a while to understand it, but um, to understand what's happening. Yana. So I'm grateful for what happened. Uh, because it's a, a new part of life was uh, open in front of me. So, yes. That, that's a really um, beautiful philosophy to take and a positive spin to see what's been a very trying time for a lot of people. Um, speaking of people and keeping connected, uh, you co-founded and start, um, co-started a really beautiful initiative that's personally brought a lot of optimism to my feed and to my life during lockdown, and it's called Jarak. And a lot of our listeners might know not know what that word means, because um, I guess it's an Arabic word, but it's got a really nice meaning behind it. Do you want to explain what that is? It's the Arabic word equivalent of neighbor in English. Well, during my studies in urban planning, I... Um, I discovered uh, an announcement, uh, a hackathon uh, called Hack the City, uh, organized by the University of Eza Business School in Beirut. So the concept of Eza of the hackathon, was to come up with ideas of how to uh, improve uh, our lives in the city. Um, so I, I talked to my friend. She was she's my best friend in urban planning. Uh, my, her name is Zainab. And we decided to go through, you know, why not? We have, we have ideas and we want to contribute to the communities and um, let's go through it. So uh, when we, we went there, um, we thought that we had, you know, we thought that uh, the concept was, you know, to bring any idea. But <laughs> ironically, everyone there was a business person and we were architects. So it was a bit uh, weird and challenging, but... Um, because our main focus was about people, uh, the others were about about uh, technology. They were about uh, places. They were about uh, creating uh, machines or anything um, uh, solid. But uh, our idea was more about uh, people and how to help them interact with each other. I will tell you what what Jarak is the main purpose of, but uh, how we started Jarak. So. Uh, we we pitched our idea and they love they liked us very much and we won the hackathon. Uh, that was in October 2018. So uh, we st- we stayed a year and a half thinking about Jarak and how to develop it. 
But then the revolution started, and then Corona started, and um, uh, weirdly enough, Jarak found its main purpose during Corona. And this is why I'm say, I, I said that uh, things happen for a reason and life you know, shows us the bad thing and the good sides also. So the main purpose of Jarak before, before everything, the revolution and the corona, was to bring actual neighbors, like Jarak, the neighbors, uh, who live next to each other, uh, more closer to each other, to introduce them. Because we live in a building in Beirut, because I come from a village and I know what... Um, neighbors in a village, um, how their interaction happened. Uh, it's more close, it's more, if you want something, you can go, you can ask. But in the city, it's a bit more difficult. I went there because I studied uh, in the city. So I felt this um, this separation that isn't there, but people think about it, you know, think that I don't know this person. But in fact, if you say hello, or if you um, ask one simple question, you break the, you break the ice. So um, uh, our our idea before was to bring the neighbors who are living close to each uh, close to each other uh, to introduce them to each other, but uh, we planned and planned and planned and um, uh, and once we decided to launch the idea, the revolution started and people were busy in everything. Even us, we were busy in different things. And the revolution took over the, our own our entire life. So we postponed the launching. And uh, then my partner, um, Zainab, decided to travel to Kuwait uh, to get married and uh, start uh, her new job. So everything was you know, falling a bit apart. <laughs> and then Corona started. Um, with my, I had, uh, my, I'm, me personally, I had um, health issues. So I started my lockdown before, before a month, then the Corona lockdown. So I felt isolated before people really felt isolated and I personally love, love people as I said so the distance between people made me very sad so I thought if I am sad I'm sure that there are many who feel the same so this is when I decided you know, to to help uh, to use Jarag as a platform to help people everywhere um, help them interact with each other because I needed to interact with new people and get inspired from them and um, and people needed this also so the concepts um, the new concept of Jarak now currently with what's happening in the world is to um, uh, talk to I started with a small circle the circle of trust that I know and my friends, people who are interesting and that I miss so I started talking to them to take over Jarak um, uh, each one at a time. Um, to spend the day, share with us how they are spending their own quarantine, uh, help us get inspired to, to uh, motivate us day by day. Uh, and in small things, maybe some, um, someone took us on a hike in, the, in nature. Someone uh, took us um, with him to the kitchen and started cooking with us. Uh, someone told us how difficult it was for him or her at first, and then what he did, the steps he made, he or she made to make it better. I'm sure that each one has a different perspective about Jara. For me personally, the interactions that happen on the platform really, really um, brought uh, brought sunshine to my day. 
because like real neighbors that were living in the same neighborhood, for example, um, got to meet through Jara. So um, it was happening. It was it was a, a dream becoming true in a way, and um, and many people, مثلا, uh, they felt sad during their day while sharing and interacting with new people with new neighbors. Um, they started to be, to uh, be uplifted, and at the end of the day, they felt that they didn't want to leave Jarak because each day is someone new. So, um, so the community started growing, and from my small circle of friends, I asked each one to nominate someone that they trust and they they think that is inspiring in his own way to share a day. So the circle of trust started growing day by day, and um, and uh, it's going, uh, it's, it's still growing. It's really such a beautiful and a really tangible concept, even though we're physically apart. And I, I just wanted to backtrack for a little moment because you mentioned um, the revolution and Thawra, and some of our listeners will know we did some uh, quite extensive podcast coverage of solidarity protests in Melbourne. So they might have a little bit of an idea, but just for a bit of brief context, um, I guess in October of 2019, uh, Lebanon as a whole country started uh, to really erupt into a really uh, firm need for change, societal change at every level. Um, So this resulted in uh, very big protests all across the country and people just demanding their... um, the basic human rights, which we see echoed now, maybe in other places of the world, quite suddenly, it seems. But this was happening since October. So, And for a lot of diaspora here too, we um, we wanted to be a part of that and we felt that need to connect in that way. So I just thought I would just give like, it's very hard to contextualise Middle Eastern affairs. And you can see like I have a big book here, just trying to understand some of it. It's called Black Wave by Kim um, Gattas. Um, so yeah, obviously it can't be explained very fairly in, in a minute, but I just thought I would give that bit of context to people who might not have yeah, understood. In fact, um, seeing in Australia um, people and, living abroad, um, standing in solidarity with people living in the country made us more driven and more inspired and more... Um, and, determined to go and uh, protest. So each day we see uh, pictures from abroad, people raising the flag. We were, we were more, much more motivated and happy. So thank you for, for all the effort you made. I, uh, that makes me really, that really makes me smile because sometimes we don't know that it's, it's reaching that far and sometimes you question in your mind, why am I standing outside the embassy? Why am I standing in the middle of a city where, you know, I don't know, like I questioned to people, do my community even really care about what's going on in Lebanon who, who aren't necessarily Lebanese? And and I questioned with a lot of cynicism, like, do my Lebanese community even care? Like some people are just so pessimistic and fed up that they've just resigned to thinking that nothing will change. Um, but that's that really makes me... Um, happy to hear that you did see some of that around the world and it made me realize how far yeah, it was very inspiring and beautiful you know, which I didn't know. it was hard in lebanon because we were uh, facing the, the the government and the police so 
So when we um, when we were down and we saw the people uh, living outside the country uh, determined and uh, all the uh, all the way screaming and raising the flag, we thought uh, people are depending on us. We need to go to the street. So it was it was really inspiring and uh, and uh, and you you I mean, you pumped the blood into our veins again each time we were down. So really, thank you. I have to say that, you know, us getting on the streets here might not have seemed like much because you were facing the problems every day um, and you were really trying to work against it. Um, it's just it's just so nice. And um, I found that I would finally go to bed at like 2 in the morning and it would all be starting up in Lebanon because of the time difference, 7 or 9 hours. And then when I would get up, I'd be like, okay, now it's my turn to, to put on my cape and take the streets. So we had like a circle, circle of energy. And I would say that circle, I, I for me, it hasn't stopped uh, personally. Like I still follow everything closely and it's quite, quite confronting at times seeing everything happening just through a screen and seeing the live um, action just through my phone. Um, yeah, but quite quite something, quite a momentous thing to reflect on, um, and we shouldn't forget this so, is a global. That's why I did the expanse because this connection. I know. If we if we started Jarek during the revolution, we would have hosted the expats during the revolution, <laughs> but we started it during quarantine. So uh, so yeah, that's why because we know that. You, you don't, and not everyone who is living abroad decided to live abroad. Some people were forced, you know, even my, my partner, the, the, the co-founder of Jara, she didn't decide to go to Kuwait and quit everything. She had to go. So um, it really felt that, you know, we are in this all together, even though, especially that we are currently social distancing. So... So you, if you are away from me 10, 10 meters or if you are away from me um, a different country, it doesn't matter because we are social distancing. So we are all, in a way, the, the neighbors of the quarantine. So that's why the, the idea came. And I'm willing and I'm, just, I'm planning on doing another one, even though the quarantine has stopped, because people living abroad need to know, need to know that, you know, even though you were forced to go and live abroad, you, you still have a place to call home in your own country. And we like to see how you are managing your own life abroad. Um, and we like to, to share with you our, um, our vision, our, our way of seeing, you know, the interactions that happened during the expats week. People were, take me to this place, show me this place. I want to see, oh, that's so nice. And... We had uh, a neighbor called uh, Sari, for example, uh, who, who recently moved to uh, Australia, to uh, Sydney. So he showed us uh, the small Lebanese places in the street. So it was nice. We thought we, we felt like there is a small community of Lebanese living there. So it's like it was comforting for us to know that, you know, okay, they are not living alone abroad. They have a small community that can, they can depend on. Um, it was nice. The overall was a very, yes, very, very much. And especially, yeah, yeah, it really was 
And it's, it's, the thing is, Angela, it's a very genuine experience. There are no guidelines. There are no rules. The, the idea is to really spend the day and how you wake up and how until you sleep. So to see genuine people telling us genuine stories is very heartwarming, especially when you are alone in your home, in your room, and away from um, the usual people that you see. So uh, and you have, as, you know, personally, I had something to wake up for each day. So it was a really fun experience, fun and, and grateful. Like, you know, I'm very grateful for this experience that is still going. And, yeah, and and as a way, as as your audience, no. and I feel like we're not just passive followers. We're not just yeah. following because we think your photos look cool or something That's like that, true. which no, is very um, very rare um, in a social I'm, media space. No, I don't like to say I, but we, no, I'm gonna say we. We try to make the community as inclusive as possible, and when we we when we, when we host a live. I try to not be in the live as much as I can. Um, I I picked people who who showed us during their day something interesting that they might um, be interested in developing. So I I talk to them and ask them if they are interested in hosting a live with someone expert. So the live would be a host a neighbor from the community of Jara hosting a guest. So the interaction is first of all new to both of them and new to the community and um, helping helping everyone because no one has a question that another person doesn't have. Um, we all we all have questions that are common, but the thing is we rarely talk about them. When the interaction happens, I try to tell everyone to to be part of it. I send uh, I send messages to people who showed interest in the subject. I try to to tell them to come and join because the community is a community. If people if people aren't interacting, it's not fun for every for anyone. And I even talked to my partner um, who who now is in Kuwait and asked her because now she's a housewife and she started early and during the quarantine. So quarantine. So I asked her to host a live and because she spent a day with us on Jara to host a live about fast and easy tips about cooking. And I talked to someone who is an expert in cooking. And it was really nice to see my my friend uh, hosting a live with an expert and sharing questions and answers. So it was uh, it, it was a really good thing. And in a way, I'm in a therapy of my you know, I'm doing therapy for myself and helping others at the same time. So it's nice. <laughs> a bit of a matchmaker, not in a romantic sense. Sure. That's, that... why, uh, that's why I told you I'm a collage artist because I started with paper and cutting and telling stories, but then it's like getting bigger on a human scale, on a global scale. So it's nice. That's really philosophical. That really is. Can Can I go back to... Just something you said about urban planning got me thinking. So, so recently, one uh, PhD candidate I follow on Instagram, her name's uh, Chloe Qatar, and she goes by the Instagram name Leb.Historian. And yeah, I shouted out her socials because I think anyone with an interest of what's going on in Lebanon should follow her. But I, I attended like a live 
talk. Obviously, I attended online, but she was talking about the interaction between between online spaces and physical spaces. And she was speaking in the context of revolution of Thalda and how uh, physical spaces that might have been very different, such as the ring, which was a common gathering point and a really critical point to, to block main roads by protesters. That's one example. And it's a very sensitive place because it separates two, two very sensitive areas in Beirut. Yeah, yeah and, and through history as well, we, we know that was an area of, of divide. I guess activating these physical spaces might not have been possible if it weren't for social media. So I'm wondering, with, you know, with your urban planning background, how you see the physical landscapes changing or developing, uh, maybe, maybe in Lebanon specifically, post this isolation period? I know that's a big question. Yeah, I, I love it because you brought uh, a topic that is dear to me. It's called non-place. It's a place that uh, usually um, is forgotten or um, or neglected. Like, like for example, a street or um, a passageway in a mall, not the actual shop that you go in, or um, the train station where you wait to go to a destination. So these spaces, um, the, the, these empty or um, not put under the, the spotlight places that you usually use to go from one place to another, or even an empty square, like, for example, Martyr Square, that is now, unfortunately, before the revolution, was turned into a parking space. So these spaces and and the... Um, the ring that is usually used as a bridge to link a place to another. These spaces took another shape and another form during the revolution. And th- these are the non-places. The non-places are places who, um, this the topic that I'm talking about was my master's um, project. That's why I love it so much. So these places that are usually places of um, transportation or places of waiting. They re- they reply to the needs of the present moment. How you use them define their purpose in that moment only. So they can they shift and they transform depending on on the need of individuals. Some people use the ring as a place to to sleep. Some people use it as a place to. Uh, to play and um, and do others during the revolution. Some people, مثلاً, for example, the ring was um, in a way a battlefield during the revolution between two different sectors d- defending two different opinions or or visions. So the so these non places were very sensitive to the moment, the present moment. You we cannot uh, define them as unique uh, in a unique definition these are not shops these are not uh, home they can they they are the they reply to each person's needs in the moment so when so when people needed to transform them uh, into their own needs like uh, for example they needed to protest how to how to ask people to join social media was the was the main way during our time, maybe later in, in 50 years, we can, I don't know how to bring people in a faster or more efficient way. 
But um, now, uh, social media was uh, a very key element in broadcasting how uh, what is now needed in these places, these sensitive places that are shifting uh, from moment, one moment to another, so they so so they can reply instantly to the need of this place now. So, and, um, for example, the ring in one day, in only 24 hours, shifted from being a place to sleep, uh, to a place to eat, from a place to um, use your own car to go from one place to another, to a place where you can protest, from a place of uh, confrontation with the police, uh, to a place of uh, sending balloons in the sky. I shot a video there where they sang uh, the independence, uh, the national anthem, and then they released balloons. Each one had a different experience. So maybe uh, at the same time, People um, using social media were using were tell, were telling the story of the ring in their own perspective. One person was using social media to say the ring is a bad place. Please open the roads. One another person um, uh, was saying that the ring needs us. Come and close the roads. We need to defend our opinion. So the use, even the the use of social media is a very sensitive and critical thing to to translate the meaning of a place. So you know, for people, for some, uh, the ring was. Um, was a place that needed to be protected. So they announced it on social media, come and protect our home. Others said that the ring is a place to go from one place to another and you cannot block the road. So come, tell the police to come and open the roads. And social media was a way to, to reinforce an individual idea about a place for a moment, in the moment. Maybe in, in a week, the person will change his idea, his mind, and will consider the ring to be something else. So he will use social media as a way to announce his new opinion. So no, it all started, it starts with you, your own experience with the now in this place. So there are three factors, you as an individual, there is the time because now you are happy. In five minutes, you might be sad, and you will see the space you are in in a very different perspective. So it's you, you are in now, in the time, and in the place. And these three elements um, really affect the, the way you use social media to translate uh, how you want to tell the people around you to join you in this place. I just thought I wanted your, your perspective on it. And um, even though people are in a physical space, you know, no one's ever experiencing the same moment as the person next to them. So there's the spaces in your mind and how you occupy and experience uh, where you are and where you're situated. Uh, the ring is obviously a very symbolic place. And you mentioned Martyrs Square as well, which is where I believe intellectuals some time ago were, were executed and punished for thought and belief. So there, there we see these thoughts not dying, their legacy yeah. carried on, this and the spirit is, of um, revolution and transformative. contain a collective memory continue. as well as an individual memory. So what you said about people being executed on on the square, it's, it's a collective memory where we all share and we all respect. And in parallel, there is the individual. Each one of us carry inside him as or her 
uh, as we go along and experience the place. How to express this experience currently? It's um, when you post a story on social media and you write a caption and caption and under it and you broadcast it for everyone and share it. So people might get affected by your own point of view and people might um, not agree with you on this point of view. And I really encourage uh, dialogue and uh, starting a conversation. Not always say yes, not always say, you know, okay, I agree, or put a like and a heart on, on something. You know, we need to start talking about things. It really upsets me when I see a public square turned into a parking spot. It, it doesn't make sense. It's a public square. Why should I pay for my parking? Why should even they allow cars to park there? We don't have enough green spaces in Lebanon. Enough, uh, <laughs> enough spaces for cars. People can't even walk. We should talk about things that disturb us because that's where revolution starts. I think discourse is progression and conversation is progression and even though we often hear about the really scary side of social media and it certainly exists I was really motivated in the beginnings of Tholda um, of the beginnings of the Lebanese revolution that I was like social media this is a social force when older members of the community they said to my face they're like you work in the media no, no one's going to report this on the news in Australia why do you care and I was like okay well in many respects we don't need this to be on the news here we know it's important to us and we're seeing this reflected in our social networks and it didn't just stay within our phone we went to the streets here as well and when I got to the embassy on that first Saturday or first Sunday, I, I was like, no one's going to come and typical pessimism. I'll, I'll be one of five people there maximum. And then I start hearing the national anthem. Lebanese people, a bit of a stereotype, but we're very loud. So I could hear them from very far away. And that's when I, I don't know if it was positivity, but that's when I felt something ignited. And I was like, you feel so far away from these people when you're in your screen. And we're obviously 14,000 kilometers or something away from you right now. And I'm like, yeah, maybe these people aren't so far away. Um, something you said is very, very important. That we didn't stay on screen. We used screen to go on the street. And this is very important you know, because we know, we know what, what really means, what is really true. We don't, we, true, we used the virtual world to connect, but to connect for a purpose, we didn't stay on the virtual world. So, and that's what I'm planning for Jarak also, when social distancing will, will become less and less and people can go and see each other, Jarak won't stay on, only on an online, an online yeah. platform. Uh, it will also be real, real interactions with real neighbors going through uh, their day, interacting and seeing each other. The, the important thing is to have a purpose. You know, you know that going into the, uh, to the streets and, and raising your voice will make a bigger impact. So why not use a medium that you can connect with people to, to, to reach your goal? So that's really important what you True, and uh, I, I observed a bit of a, like a Benegi culture or Daya culture when I was in Lebanon, so everyone, you know, in their village, they, they will interact with their neighbours, as you said at the start of this conversation. And I saw this Benegi culture, which is strange to me because not everyone in Australia lives 
in an apartment building. You know, people live all sorts of places. But I was like, this is something very unique to Lebanon, I think. Um, living in a, in a building, living physically very close to each other, but maybe not having that close interaction. Um, so, yeah, thanks for bringing, making a, a bit of a world without um, strangers. We are talking. <laughs> no, you see, that, this is something really nice. But I have, I have found, like, this is a very unique forum where I've actually made friends online, and I'm not sure I've done that before. Everyone in my social networks had been people I'd met in person first. How can we join the neighborhood? How can we move in? Is there any vacancy? Yeah, is there a rent rent fee or mortgage? <laughs> no, no, there isn't. <laughs> no, nice. no. Uh, the thing I told you uh, before, it's a trust circuit because I'm giving the account to uh, someone for a day. So I need, as long as there is trust, you can join the community and uh, and put in your mind that you are spending a day with new neighbors. So. Uh, it's your day, it's your job, it's your duty in a way. You, know, you have to take the responsibility to to know deep in your heart that you are here to inspire others, to help others um, in any way you can. Uh, it can be with jokes all day. It can be with preparing a meal. Uh, that's it. Yani. The thing is, we need people to encourage us only. That's the purpose of Jara for now. For later, uh, we have, I have many, you know, we have many plans later. But for now, this is it. Yani. This is it. You, you can join once you know that this day you are available to give yourself for people to help and inspire. And the, the beautiful thing in Jara is that you see you see the amount of care. If you put enough amount of care during your day, from morning till night, people will interact with you and people will communicate and they will open on their hearts fully. Because first, we all went uh, through a very uh, difficult time globally. So we all felt the need to, to calm ourselves and calm uh, as the other person, so yeah, we need we need empathy, and we felt that we need empathy. That's why people now, and as you said, you know, you are not used to people to to make friendships on on social media. But now people, because they felt that they are put in a corner where they the only way to interact and feel something human is through social media. So the use of social media changed. Influencers with their um, clothes and their empty, empty content isn't relatable anymore. People are feeling empty. So they, so the use of social media shifted uh, to a more meaningful uh, feed, a me more meaningful content, and the receivers, the people receiving this are more interactive and more um, true uh, to themselves. Um, each time a new neighbor posts something, maybe very simple but meaningful, neighbors interact with him. The more care and attention you put into your day as a neighbor during Jaya, the more people will, will feel involved with his day, especially now during these difficult times, and they will want to interact and um, share their personal experiences. 
the 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 thing that I'm grateful for is that I I am I am able to to observe. Usually, when um, when someone takes over Jaya, uh, I go to my personal account and I spend a day with him. So I I am a viewer. I am a neighbor, like like many others. When we started talking before the interview, like you were telling me that you're from Biblos and most people in Lebanon are from a village or a dai'ah and they're very proud of, of that place. And I was joking with a friend the other day, I was like, people just don't have that same thing here in Australia, like bag your little suburb that you're from and make fun of it in a certain way. And they might love it deep down, but there's not this open pride about where they're from. Uh, generally, but um, is there anything nice? What do you like about Biblos, like your neighbourhood? It's a very, it's a, for people listening, it's said to be, or I think it is, longest, oldest, continually, continually inhabited place in the world. There's something I want to highlight about what you said. It's a good thing to brag about where you are from, but sometimes it can be uh, a bad thing. Uh, the problem with our revolution, for example, is a sectorial separation. When when uh, when people in Tripoli, for example, are treated differently from people from Beirut just because they are from a different place, that's really dangerous. So it's nice to brag about the beauty of where you are from, but it's not good to to uh, overshadow other people or consider that you are better from uh, than others because you are from a different place. Because at the same time, what's a place? You are now living abroad, but you, you, you have your own place, your own home. So the important thing is to, to be, um, to have your, your, your full right as a person in the place that you are living in. That's more important than, than, considering that this place is more, uh, what's the word, uh, privileged, superior than other place just because of the name. So so that's that's one thing. The other thing, yes, I, <laughs> that's really interesting that uh, we don't have this cultural bragging in, 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 in between brackets in Sydney or in Australia. Because you know that you are used to this in Lebanon, um, and because because people um, have different, uh, you know how diverse the Lebanese um, population is religiously, um, culturally, uh, hab- with habits, traditions. Each each region, each small village has its own traditions and um, and habits that they developed over the years. So, um, so living from being from the north, for example, is very different from living from the south in 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 cultural way, but not in the essence. Then that's that's the important thing that uh, people are sometimes they forget about. You know, you are from the north, then you are so different from us. Um, there is something that we did during the revolution for Jara because we were trying to, to cope with the new changes before the actual launch of Jara. We did interviews with people living in tents during the revolution. People who, uh, who have spent uh, like uh, two months, three months together living um, next to each other. So in a way, they became neighbors of the revolution. And uh, the nice thing about the house of the people 
so uh, they were living in in martyr square in the public square on the streets so and the beauty of it that people from the north from the south from baalba a, a, a place a place in the a very different place uh, people from um, Yeah, people from places that were never um, have been uh, brought together uh, happen to live next to each other for three months, and this is a very experimental experience that this rarely happens. So we went and talked to them, and they told us how unexpected um, revolu- um, revealings happen. Like we were, we had misconceptions or or insights about. Um, about this this type of people living in this in these areas that were totally wrong and at the end we are all the same we are all living the same um, same miseries and same happiness and we just needed to talk so when they lived together next to each other for three months they became family living in open air and <laughs> in, in the public square uh, sharing same food same clothes same electricity same water same toilet so so it was an eye opener that actually we live in a building in the city and most of the beirutis the people living in beirut they come from the village so um, you know most of the people living in the city they come from the village from different places in lebanon Uh, so it was uh, the, what happened in, uh, in during the revolution with the tents is like a small experiment of how people, if they only talk to each other uh, and living in the same building in the in the city, can actually become friends and share uh, similar experiences and moments. So it's nice to brag about the place that you are from. But it's not nice to um, to put people aside because they are. Because you assume that they are bad people because they come from a different place that you are. So I like Bel coming to Biblos. I like Biblos very much. Uh, it's very calm. It's very different from Beirut. It's uh, closer to the sea. Actually, the sea is accessible, not like Beirut where um, public uh, private places took over the coastal area. Uh, it is cleaner, but. Um, Um, the diversity in Jbeil is not as much as Beirut, and uh, I personally like diversity. That's why when I go to the city, I, I my eyes uh, brightens up and uh, brighten up, and I'm more excited because there are many people coming from different places, um, and and you get to meet like people and uh, coming from different places in one day. So you feel like we you went on a trip. To Lebanon in one day, so it's a very, very, <laughs> so it's a very nice experience. I really did, and quite often I was watching the stories in the neighborhood days, like I was watching them waking up, and so I'd go and see how that person spent their day, and I might pause it and follow it throughout my day, and I found it like a really nice break and get away from my work. Um, and then I also got thinking about. What would I show them in Melbourne if I was able to go into the city? Uh, I was like, what do I like about Melbourne? You get to think about what you like and how you see the things. When you are asked to to show other people, then you are aware of 
really what you want to share. And hopefully one day I will take over Zarek and share my day with the neighbors. But, um, and I really think about it, you know, what will I share with my neighbors? You know, it, it's really something to think about because you have, I told you, you have a responsibility to brighten up someone other, some, some, you know, another, you know, someone other's day. So it's really a nice um, thing to think about. Yeah, bringing us a little bit um, closer together in these times. And uh, was there anything else you wanted to add before um, maybe sharing just how people can connect um, online? I wanted to give you the opportunity just if there was anything we missed or anything else you wanted to say, even though I took a lot of your time already. I'm really happy having this conversation with you. Uh, I feel so close. So um, I want I want to say to the neighbor, to the new neighbors, hoping um, hoping to join Shara, uh, I would say just you know, uh, the thing is the more you interact on Shara, the more I can get to know you and um, I can um, see how you spend your day and how can you bring something inspiring to the neighbors. So the more you interact, the more I can be close to you. So I I I can. Um, have a clear mind on how and when to bring you into the platform. And if you feel that you have something to bring to Jara to inspire other neighbors, please don't feel that uh, don't feel that you uh, you you are scared to interact or uh, you know you are distant. Jara is made for the community to interact. So if you feel like you know you want to share a day, please send a message to Jara and let us know. And we will contact you and book a day with you, uh, depending on uh, on what is your expertise. Because the schedule of Jared is very diverse. I try to uh, during the week have many many. I want to highlight something. Sorry, but you know, something that bothers me. Being an artist, um, I really um, dislike dislike taking advantage of artists to promote a page or to promote a cause or to promote an idea. Because artists aren't only for entertainment. They have their own life and they have their own business to run. So when when I see pages or people uh, using artists as way to uh, bring more crowd or bring more people to the platform only, um, it's it's really sad. It really saddens me. So that's why when I bring artists to, to Jara, um, I don't ask them to, to do anything artistic. I ask them only to spend a day. And that's why I'm saying that I don't only bring artists. I don't. Um, artists are part of the community, but they are not the main part. Uh, each person has its own way of sharing his day and inspire others. That's why during the week, I, I introduce artists, but I also introduce moms, I introduce musicians, I introduce um, people creating um, uh, beauty products, I introduce uh, maybe people who just like to... Um, to 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 share a day literally they 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 are on a day off and they would like to spend a day off with Jarek so so they don't have to create something or to 
uh, have something extra special. They just have to be positive during the day to inspire others. I always ask if you have any specific topic or question or concern that you would like to to know more about and um, and try to develop this idea into a live or into a video or into uh, something that might help. So if uh, the new neighbors that are coming or would like to join Jara have any concerns or have any questions or would like them to contribute to the community, it would be a pleasure. Uh, yani the community is based on individuals. If, if people don't contribute, it won't work. Uh, I'm only a, a media mediator or someone linking the dots, but it's all about the community. It, it's really mind-blowing. Uh, I didn't expect really. I didn't expect the, the, the amount of effort that neighbors put into their stories. Uh, and people actually uh, record, uh, shoot a video and then they cut it and edit it and then they put music on top just to try to convey a message, to a clear message to the neighbors. You don't see this on their personal profiles. You, you, you see it on Zarek and it was like, people are actually putting effort to help others. And it, it was like, you know, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, people like they took us with them to plant to plant uh, small uh, small trees. So they took us step by step on how to do it. People composting. They they taught us how to compost from A to Z. It was like you know, it's how much people put into the platform that is really inspiring. And you can't you can't have this and elsewhere. And I don't know what to say. And the amount of love that happened during these three months was overwhelming. Really, it was overwhelming. Sometimes I wake up and I start I start thinking, but then the amount of people that are in my head, I never thought. You know, usually I'm used to thinking about three, four people, but now I'm thinking about a month. So so it's really overwhelming of love and overwhelming of planning. So I'm really happy that uh, I, I, um, Jara could have, uh, could reach, could teach you and touch you in a way. And I'm really grateful that you are the, the cutest person <laughs> to, to host uh, this the podcast. So I'm really happy, really. No way. <laughs> Oh, that, that's really sweet. Um, yeah, this is an area I really, really like working in the audio medium because, yeah, you don't see the person before you have to hear and listen to them first. So I think that's why podcasting's one of many reasons like it's special. So, yeah, no, that's a really big compliment um, to me. And I really hope we can meet face-to-face one day. I really do want to get back to Lebanon. I was really close to going back. Uh, before this went down, but um, it's still close to my heart. And, yeah, it's nice to make a new new friend as well during this time. And uh, I'm just so glad I found your page and found you as a person as well. So I'm sure we'll have a lot more um, conversations in the future and a lot more experiences to share. Yeah. 
Yeah, and look, look, imagine how this will grow if it's just sort of blossomed. The platform will continue to grow and, you know, the neighbourhood might get really full and there might be neighbourhood parties and all sorts of things. Lots to look forward to. Yeah, I, I, I actually talked to the municipality of uh, a region in Beirut. That, that was before the revolution. They were really nice. Then. They were really, you know, whatever you want, we are here for you. So now I'm just waiting for the... Because I know that Jarek doesn't end on the social media. And we go back to what we said before. You know, we, we use social media as a medium to to get to where we, we want to go, to the streets. 